It is Monday, the 29th of November, 2021. Jay Clark from An Elegant Weapon is going to come on the show today, and we're going to talk Hawkeye and a whole bunch of other Marvel Cinematic Universe type stuff. Because you're listening to this episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. kids welcome to the show man it's been too long since i've done a monday show uh i was just talking about how i want to pick up the pace so i can get to 500 episodes by the end of the year and uh and then i took another monday and thursday off so let's try and solve that this week um yeah uh this is going to be a spoilerific show uh, if you have not seen Hawkeye episodes one and two yet, then please pause this podcast, go watch the episodes on Disney Plus, and come back for our rambling discussion about them. Um, and, and a bunch of MCU stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Hey, let's just get straight into it. Um, record scratch. Hey kids, welcome back to the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Uh, joining us, as promised in the intro, is uh, our good friend and frequent visitor, Mr. Jason Clark. Hey Jay, what's going on? Not too much, it's wonderful to be here, Anthony. <laughs> so, uh, okay, before we get into Hawkeye, I wanna, I wanna talk to you about uh, the thing you sent me today. Okay. Real brief. Uh, you sure. sent, you sent me the 400th episode of An Elegant Weapon, your podcast, and you I were, did it and you were <laughs> unsure of it because uh, much as has happened to me in the past and has been going on lately, actually, um, you you slowed down the podcast. You you took. You took, uh, you know, some breaks, an extended break, and what you sent me today was very uh, personal and introspective, and you were worried about it. Tell me why you were worried about it. Um, because it's really offbeat to what the show really is. The show's always been, an elegant weapon has always been, uh pretty lighthearted mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's a pop culture show it's interviews with you know creators and comic creators and uh there have been times where we've gotten deep about things when you know events have happened in the world or you know i've talked about certain other tough times i've had but uh this was this was quite away from what i usually do so i guess i was just uh I just, I didn't want to sound nuts. I didn't want to sound like, uh, <laughs> I was, well, I went so far off the rails from what the show usually is. And anybody who knows me and like regular listeners of the show won't be like surprised or anything, but, uh, yeah, like you say, it was a little personal and I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not super used to sharing that side of myself. Not that I have a problem with it. Like I'm not worried. I wasn't worried about, you know, uh, necessarily what people would think of me so much as would people even i don't know i guess i just didn't want to come off as a crackpot <laughs> and uh, I, I i think i think people 
your listeners have been listening to your show long enough. They've gotten to know you uh, as much as you've let them well enough. Yeah. Yeah, to, 10 years. Yeah, to, to say, to accept uh, a little introspection, to accept uh, something about you. Like, I mean, my people who listen to my show are used to me going off on one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't think uh, I don't think it would be an unwelcome thing at all for you to talk about why you took time off and uh, and how you're figuring out the next steps. So yeah. Well, I felt really good doing it. Like you know, that was why when I was done, it was it felt very good, and I just wanted to make sure that because uh, you know it's it's to sit for half an hour and just talk to yourself. Uh, and just monologue, you know, you can, it's very easy to go off and on tangents or, yeah. or, or for it to, to not sound very structured. You're, and I think that's what I was mo- most worried about. You're I wasn't worried the about choir sh- here. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't worried about sharing the emotional content as much as, is this what it felt like? Because it felt really good. It was really therapeutic. I'm glad I did it, whether I was going to release it or not. And I am going to release it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I was more worried about its structure. I was more worried about, does this sound too incoherent or too madman rambly? That's that's the, that's really what I wanted you to kind of listen to for me. Is If it made sense, basically, right? Like Because yes. I was talking to myself for 30 minutes. So I just wanted to make sure that it was coherent and, uh, you know, it wasn't just a bunch of pity party babble because that's not what I meant it to be, yeah. right? So, yeah. No, it was so good. You know. It was good. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, other people's feedback to it. As am I. As am I. It'll be interesting. And again, like I say in the podcast, uh, in, in the rant itself, uh, th- this isn't like a new direction for the show. And I'm not turning the show into my like weekly therapy session. But, uh, you know, I have always been as honest as I can be on the show uh, without giving too many personal details away. And this was for me. This episode was for me. It wasn't so much uh, as as it was an explanation for my listeners. It was more for me. It was more for, uh, you know, my sense of mental health and well-being to 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 voice it out. Do you know what I mean? And and to share. It feels good to share sometimes. So that's what it was. Very good. And, uh, you know, Episode 400, uh, a, a nice time to uh, reflect and to uh, to start to make that pivot, if that's what you want to do. So Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, and I appreciate your support, man. You've always been there for me throughout the entire 10-year run of the show. So yeah. uh, much love for that, you know? Yeah, you're very well. Now, on to our friends at uh, Marvel and Disney Plus who have presented us with the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Yay! Finally! <laughs> I have yes. been wanting this show since uh, since the beginning of the Matt Fraction David Aya uh, 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 series, Hawkeye comic book series. And right. I like that the show is uh, based on it, but honestly, I, I wish it were even tighter to, <laughs> to the comic book. Um, that's what I hear. I haven't read the run, so I'm going, this is all new. For oh, me. it's, oh, it's gorgeous. It's fan. It's fantastic. Basically the comic book run starts with, um, uh, with Clint Barton getting, uh, injured in a fight with the Avengers against, I think they were fighting aim or somebody. And, um, uh, 
and he's basically told, hey, you know, we can handle this. Go sit down for a minute there, uh, Dr. Concussion. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he returns to this uh, brownstone in, uh, in Brooklyn and can't manage to stay out of trouble for five minutes. And it's 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 a lot of the things that comic book series is a lot of the things I love. It's uh, it's street level. It's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of character in it, and uh, David Aya's art is fucking fantastic. Um, some of the evidence I have of, seen the art. The art is beautiful. Yeah, I've seen enough of it to know that it's a beautifully drawn. Story. Some of the some of the evidence of uh, how great Aya is as a um, as a graphic artist is how much of uh, the Hawkeye TV show is based on his graphic design from that comic. the The covers, especially, have right. greatly influenced. Um, the Disney Plus shows aesthetic, uh, the opening credits, all of the marketing material, and really, there's been a bit of an uproar online about how little credit uh, Marvel or Disney Plus. Let's say let's call it Disney Plus here because we're talking about the TV show as opposed to Marvel when we're talking about the comic book. Uh, Disney Plus has given him short shrift. As far as uh, crediting his influence on that show. So hold on a sec, because I've heard this several times. Yeah. And what I don't understand is his name is on the show. Like he's 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 a. It's, I don't think he's a producer, but he's like a story consultant or something. Like, I think you're thinking about Matt Fraction. Yeah, that's... Oh, we're not talking about Mac Fraction? We're no, talking Fraction, about Fraction is the writer. Okay. Fraction is the yes. writer, and he's credited... That's what I was talking about. Yeah. I, I, I've heard even people saying they're not giving Matt Fraction enough credit, but I was like, but he's on the yeah, show. Yeah, he, he, he has... He has, I think, an EP credit. I, I He has some kind of producer credit. Okay, so the artist is not receiving... But the artist... The, the artist who the entire look, the entire marketing of the series... Is is based on his graphic design from the comic book, and um, and 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 he's getting downplayed. Like I mean, they should cut him a huge check and say thank you. Absolutely. Um, but the, the the business politics aside. Uh, what were your impressions of the, those first two episodes? Okay. Um, let me preface this by saying... Uh-oh. Uh, was <laughs> that, no, no. Th this is actually probably going to be the least amount of uh-oh between us that we've ever had on a, on a show. <laughs> okay. Because, um, like, I, I, I never, you know, just never knew Hawkeye much. Mm -hmm. Hawkeye is what he is. He's the, weirdly the archer of normal guy on the Avengers, you know, he's always been kind of the, the Aquaman of the team in a way. And, uh, and even in the movies, it's been 10 years of Clint Barton and Jeremy Renner himself only getting a certain amount of kind of, you know, 
you know, character development. It got better during like Endgame and, and through the, through some of the later movies and him dealing with uh, with Wanda and Age of Ultron. He started to kind of get some moments, but I mean, he spent pretty much half the first Avengers movie under a spell, right? Mm-hmm. So so not a huge amount for him to work with, but he's stuck through it. When Jeremy Renner, who has grown on me as an actor, because I just he was one of those kind of unlikable guys at a point. Yeah. And he he seemed to have an ego that I never thought he was going to be the one to stick through with the MCU as long as he has. And I think now he's really getting rewarded for that because this show really is it's fantastic. I thought I was going to like it maybe a little because uh, you know I like archery a lot and that whole aesthetic. Um, and I had gotten to like, you know, Jeremy Renner better as an actor and Clint Barton better as a character and, uh, especially after Age of Ultron. Um, so I was looking forward to that. And then the trailers came and we saw how it had a very, you know, diehard type feel to it. And it was going to be a Christmas time thing. And I love Christmas. So I got even more excited about it. And I was like, okay, this is maybe even better than I think it's going to be. Then I watched the first two episodes and it was way better than I thought it was even going to be. It's great. It's, I, I, I don't even, it's hard for me to even explain why I'm loving it so much. Mm. But, but, uh, but I am. Like all the, there's so many little bits to it that are, uh, are just solid. It's solid writing. It's solid construction. And the pace is fantastic. Like the pace is absolutely excellent. I haven't felt slowed down. At any moment yet, you know, I felt like there is no filler going on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my, my impression so far is great. I'm, it's better than I thought it'd be. It's more fun than I thought it'd be. And, uh, it's just, it's really high quality. It's, it's really its own thing. And I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. I, um, I appreciate the changes that have had be, uh, that they've had to make to, um, the source material to fit into the MCU aesthetic in in the uh, the Fraction comic series. Uh, Kate Bishop is already an established character, and uh, in that series, uh, Clint is much more the bumbling oaf of the pair, where Kate comes in and she is. Obviously smarter than him. And what have you set fire to? It's it's Hamilton, man. It's the hammer. <laughs> you're a, I, think, I just I think, hear sirens in the background. Oh, and I, this is like, I think that happened the last time we talked to you. Yeah, it's, probably. Uh, it's, it's, it's good old Main Street in Hamilton. It's, you've got to expect that once in a while. It's like regular <laughs> train tracks. It's, uh, I think there's a Thai Cats game going on, too. So oh, so not... the city might be on fire. Okay. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, so Clint Barton is... So she's, sorry, I wasn't aware that, that in the comics, Kate Bishop, this isn't her origin story in the comics? She's already around? No, she, yeah, she's already around. She's already using the Hawkeye name in the comics. She's She was introduced uh, years ago in, in uh, Young Avengers. Okay. And know so, you know, a, a lot of what we're seeing is uh, similar to her comic book origin, in like her back, I shouldn't say her origin, but her backstory. Her backstory is similar, uh, except that in 
in the uh, in the comics, uh, her it's her father, not her mother, that is the, uh, the right, the, right. the family member with you know ties to. <coughs> it's the dad that sticks around. So, um, yeah, uh, Clint is the there's bumbler, very, and she very, is uh... she is the she is the smarty pants who is trying to straighten his bullshit out. Also, okay. um, Lucky the Pizza Dog, who I think is fantastic already. I'm so glad we've got live-action Lucky the Pizza Dog. Um, it is, it's not, it's not Kate who finds and saves him. Um, in the comic book series, it's Clint who... I've uh, heard that. I've yeah, heard that. He gets hit by a car. Clint picks a... F- as Clint is fighting the uh, the tracksuit Draculas, uh, Clint takes him to a vet. <laughs> Clint takes him to the vet and has him fixed. That's he loses the eye, um, but he is actually uh, Lucky is in that series from issue one. Kate doesn't come along for a couple of more issues where she you know turns up and straightens out his shit. Yeah. I like, uh, before I forget this, I just want to compare. I like her. I, are we saying spoilers? Have you already told people there's going to be spoilers? I guess this Oh, is- yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, in the intro, I, I mentioned spoilers. So, uh, I love the dynamic between her mom and the swordsman and her in the weird, you know, no, not no thing going on. Yeah. Um, it's very runaways feel in a way. You know okay. what I mean? It's it's got that feeling of just this young kid whose parents are evil and she's finding out about it, which yeah. is pretty much the, the runaways idea, which is cool. And uh, and yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Like this actress, I'm I'm Vera Farmiga. Yeah. No, 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 Kate Bishop herself. Oh, oh, uh, Haley Stansfield. Yeah. Yeah, is she from Stein. anything? People talk. Um, People talk about her name like she's some from. Yeah, uh, the first place I saw her uh, was uh, the remake of True Grit. With oh, that's her. Yeah, that's the little girl. She's amazing. Yeah, like she's she's. I'm just absolutely like dumbfounded by her. I think she's incredible. She's she's gonna be a big part of the whole MCU. I think. Yeah, the whole, I think the whole Young Avengers thing—it'll fall. She's just too good an actress, like, yes, you know, to not run shit. She really is. So, uh, but yeah, the fir- she'd been in a couple of things before that, but the first place I saw her was was the True Grit remake in in 2010. Right. And um, uh, I haven't. I really like her as an actress, but I haven't given a damn about any of the other stuff she's done because the other stuff she's done is like. Ender's Game and yet another remake uh, of Romeo and right. Juliet that I, you know, I Pitch Perfect three. Oh, fucking! I'm not. I I hear Bumblebee is the only good Transformers movie, but I'll never know. Um, the, oh, it actually is. Yeah, well, I'll, it really I'll, Bumblebee is like the cartoon. It's 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 more kiddie, but it's. Way better than the other ones. It's uh, so much more faithful. Anyway, sorry, go on. Oh, and here's the thing I didn't realize, which really, the only other thing she's been in that really, really uh, grabs my attention, and I didn't realize this uh, right away, was she's the voice of Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. 
Oh, that's huge. Yeah, I did not know that. I had no idea who who it was, but I didn't realize. Right, right. I didn't realize it was uh, Haley Steinfeld. So, um, uh, yeah, she is. I uh, when I saw True Grit, I got the same sense from uh, Haley Steinfeld in that movie that I got from Natalie Portman in uh, Leon all those years ago. That yeah, this. This person is going to grow into a huge, huge uh, Hollywood commodity. So, oh yeah, like they're just you. You see how natural it is for them. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous, you know. Like, but I mean, okay, I have que- I, I mean, have questions. You no, know, but Bumblebee. About... <laughs> it's fun. Um, so I have questions about the comic then. So, okay. Uh, um. So she comes along, and uh, is this like, like, where are we going with all this as far as, is this just a cool story that's going to run through, or is this like like the end of Hawkeye? Like, I know with her coming in, and then in the comics right now, I guess apparently they're both using the moniker Hawkeye, but is this at, like heading towards his retirement, or an, like something like that, uh. like... How's it going to work when they do the, the the Young Avengers or the New Avengers, as they may call it? Because they're obviously putting together that team. Yeah. Will it be mixed with the older guys? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so is in the comic? Is it is it like a like a final Hawkeye story of the comic, or is it just a really? Oh cool no story? no no! It's far from a final Hawkeye story. It's just a really really good Hawkeye story. Okay. Um, so it's not about her taking over and him retiring. No, I now I don't know how they're going to do it for the TV show. I I doubt. I don't. I don't think they're going to retire him. I think that. Um, I think that he's a good, uh, a good utility player. Uh, you know, <laughs> here we go. Here's a baseball reference. Here's an ancient baseball reference. I think he's a great Rance Molnix. Okay, right. Rance Molnix yeah. was that was that player. Through the 80s and 90s, and early 90s with the Blue Jays, who did not play every day. But when, but when Kelly Gruber was out, you put Rance Molnix at third. When Fred sure. McGriff was out, you put Rance Molnix in the field. You know? Yeah. Uh, or, or you make him your DH, or you pinch hit him late in the game, because he could do those things. He was reliable. He, you knew what you were getting with Rance Molnix. I think that is the same with Clint Barton. Um, I don't think... I, I think we missed the window where you were going to do a Hawkeye solo film. Okay? Um, if anything, I thought that, you know, five years ago, they should have done a Hawkeye and Black Widow film. Um, but he is the kind of character that... Uh, you can, you can plunk into a story for Avengers 5 or for, uh, you know, um, the Echo TV show that they're going to do. Whatever. You can plunk that character in and, uh, he's, he's solid. More than ever, also, he's our connection to, uh, the real people and the superheroes. Yeah, and he's... That's gone, so he's kind of the only one left who's really, you know, that gives us that point of view and, and 
you know, sees it like we do, right? Yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons that I, I loved, you know, the comic book so much. And I, I keep saying, I always, I always use the phrase street level. Like, the first season of uh, the Netflix Luke Cage, the first eight episodes of that show were fantastic. The Where yeah. that show falls down is when they switch villains and you get the... You, you get the yes, cheap, yes, yes. The cheap yeah. Iron Man knockoff with yeah. hammer tech. You know, it's it, yeah. that that that's where that's where you lose me. Um, and the 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 Hawkeye comic series was very very street level. It was it was about him protecting his home and his neighbors from neighborhood thugs not from the chitari not from it Thanos. feels daredevil right yeah yeah and i i like that i like that a lot because i mean let's face it dudes dudes a guy with a bow and arrow right <laughs> which is still the craziest fucking thing it's it is like not a, yeah, it is not a mute he's just normal he's but like, it but fuck. but it makes sense to me that uh, as a character, Hawkeye's going to get involved in two different things, two different scenarios. One, there's some big nonsense somewhere, and uh, the team or the government sends him in. Or two, what the fuck's happening in his neighborhood? Hawkeye is not a guy, Hawkeye is not a character who I think is uh, living on a farm in upstate New York or in Ohio or wherever the care, wherever in the MCU he is, and he suddenly appears at crime in Chicago or New Orleans. He's got to be sent there by somebody. He's Somebody's got to say, somebody's got to say, be out front in five minutes, we're picking well, you up. Well, yeah, we can't forget <laughs> that he, he is a spy. Right, like yeah. that's what he is. He's yeah, a, he's a spy, so it's not like a daily like kind of thing. It's more of a yeah mission to mission. I think he's always also going to be very important as far as a bridge between the younger and older characters as we move on. As far as you know, he's going to be he's going to really step more into a role of that than I think anyone realizes as far as being a mentor for the younger. Avengers. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and I think that in movies like whatever the next Avengers movie is. If he turns up in that movie, his job is is to say, you know, when a character is freaking out, let's go fucking smash stuff, it's Clint Barton who says, whoa, 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 put some thought yeah. into it first. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, what the hell was I going to say to you? So... <laughs> So in the in the first episode we uh, we focus a lot on on Kate and we get to see her as a uh, as a rambunctious college student who uh, takes a dare takes a bet from her friends one of whom might be the pre superhero version of Tigra yeah Greer yeah, um, yeah. takes a bet and ends up destroying a bell tower on a stain tower which yeah. a plaque a, a blink and you miss it plaque heading into the building in the establishing shots 
says that the building uh, is is uh, named for Obadiah Stane. So, who, our, our, our villain from the very first Avengers movie. Um, so, right away we're getting the sense that she's skilled, but, uh, but, un, yeah, but inexperienced, and that inexperience leads to calamity. Yeah, pretty classic trope. Very, very, very good way to show that without killing anybody is to tear down. We we lose a bell tower named after a character that we are already we've been conditioned for ten years to remember with disdain. Fuck yeah. that guy! Why is there a bell tower named after him at this college still? Hey, it got torn down. That's cool. So- <laughs> yeah, and, and, and conveniently having parents who can easily afford to pay that shit off. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also get to see uh, Clint with his family, and we know the fa- we we've seen the family in uh, in uh, his most recent previous appearances yeah. hold on back to the bell hold on a second. oh sure sure um, you know you know what i didn't like about that that it also how had quickly, a clock how quickly she got caught well she like, was she was trapped right but like like no one would even known she was up there or doing anything until that bell would have fell and nobody would have been like oh okay. obviously someone shot an arrow from the roof on that building over there that's why it fell down People okay would be like I'm gonna. What the fuck happened? I'm gonna like, earn. I'm gonna earn my Marvel No Prize right now. All right. I'm yeah. earning my Marvel No Prize by providing an explanation. If the security guard is doing his rounds in the building, okay, and he hears, he hears the uh, the bell going off. I don't think it's unreasonable for him to go up one more flight of stairs and prop open that door to, to Okay, so to they think, weren't even coming for her. That's your Okay, I can I get think with he was that yeah, word. I think he was doing I don't think that I don't think that guy they just ran up and ran up Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think he ran up four flights of stairs because he heard the bell. I think he's in the building, he hears the bell, he goes, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Props open that door and sees her with a bow and arrow in her hand. You know, a bow, uh, with a bow in her hand, and it's like, "Hey, what are you, what are you doing up here?" So, I, I'm willing to f- completely forgive that. Also, she's on that roof; she's trapped. Like, yeah, if yeah, she no, hadn't, I, mean, got- I didn't even think of that. That obviously yeah. the loud sound of a crashing building, people would be yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Sorry, if that's, she, that's if she hadn't, if she hadn't gotten caught on the roof, she'd have gotten caught in the stairwell. Uh, you want to you know, hear my to... one? I got while we're on it. I got one other negative comment about the show. Yeah, That's sure, it. sure. The the actor who plays his oldest son. Yeah, who looks nothing bit like him. Bit, bit, bit of a dud there. It's a bit dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling him. I, I the oh, daughter's yeah, no, great. No. The the younger son's your typical little fucking shit. But yeah. The older kid, I don't know if it's he's too quiet, or they, is he quiet because he can't act? Like, yeah, he's a, he's a dud. I'm not sure, he's a, yeah, I'm not sure what was going on with that, because I didn't, I didn't quite. If you told me, if you told me that that kid's name was Derp, <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I wasn't the only one who felt that. No. No, okay. no. And uh the daughter is uh the daughter is played by Joe Russo's daughter. Yeah, they're uh, all the same kids from the from Endgame, right? Is the older kid the same kid from Endgame? Yeah, I think it, it is because it's just it's weird because he's so much taller, but uh yeah. because it's been long it's been more years than it has in the movies, right? Cuz right. they 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 blipped. The kids were gone for 5 years. Yeah. Right, so yeah, but it's kind of messed up. But. I think also remember what year it's like. Twenty like twenty. It's twenty twenty four. I think in 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 the show. I think it's twenty twenty five. Yeah, I heard somebody say twenty twenty five in a video, and it and that somehow didn't make sense to me. But uh, it could it's well weird be that they're back. They're like ahead in time that far. Maybe they'll like do something where they bring it back to like present days. Well, somehow. I think I think all the movies are going to lead up to. Um, you know the whatever the Avengers next Avengers movie is, or whatever the end of this uh, phase they call them phases. So I might as well use that yeah. word. Whatever that phase, I think we're gonna get to the <laughs> the end of the uh, the next super arc in 2025. I think that that makes sense. Yeah, but but. They've split off in some interesting directions as far as – so what I'm starting to understand is that Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness yeah. will basically be dealing with the fallout from Spider-Man Far From Home. And after – what's the next movie after – There's I don't think there's any movies. There's the the Black Panther. See, I'm wondering how this is going to fit in. Like, Is this Black Panther going to be affected by all this – multiverse madness going on because it, yeah. it kind of has to be right I, I i think it has to be and i am still wondering how they're going to deal with the uh the absence of, of chadwick boseman um i wonder if i think it was a beautiful thing to say at the time and i loved it but i wonder if at the end of the day they handcuffed themselves by uh, not giving themselves the room to recast T'Challa. But they have now with the multiverse. And as much as they said they weren't going to recast that T'Challa, there's absolutely no reason. And I heard a whole discussion the other day about this, about how Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman would agree that most likely that Black Panther is too big and important a character to just be left alone, mm -hmm. right? And uh, as much as they could make, it sounds like Siri may, became, may become the next one, there's no reason there can't be a T'Challa from another universe who steps in. Right. And another another Black Panther that comes through and, uh, you know, kind of represents that character because the character is too big. They're not going to let Black Panther just just lie, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, um, I am... I'm sad about Letitia Wright, though, uh, the actress who plays Shuri, because uh, yeah. apparently she's just a, a fucking kook. Uh, yeah, just total. Just she's Cocoa an, Puffs. Yeah, she's an anti-masker, and, and I think she thinks that the virus is a hoax or some kind of nonsense. But um, yeah, but I mean, if she if she does the job right, because I'm not a fan of Chris Pratt. Like at all? No, like, he's a I can, dork. I can ignore it enough to like kind of be okay with 
you know, I try to look at it as they're a person just doing a job, and those belie- those beliefs don't really influence what they're supposed to do too much. That's how I'm trying to look at it because yeah, I feel like there's so many shitty fucking idiot actors out there now that it's like we won't be able to watch anybody soon if we have to just not watch idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hold on, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, in October 2021, the Hollywood Reporter reported that the Hollywood Reporter reported something. The Hollywood Reporter reported <laughs> that Wright had parted ways with her entire team of U.S. representatives due to the uproar over the video and allegedly continued to espouse similar anti-vaccine sentiments sentiments on the set of Black Panther Wakanda Forever during production. Wright returned to social media to deny these allegations. Okay. I hope. I... I, I I hope that somebody has uh, straightened out her thinking. I I okay. hope I hope that criti- I hope that a critical thinking uh, 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 has kicked in for her because you know if not I'm gonna I I really am gonna have a hard time separating fact from fiction. Or, you know, suspending my disbelief. Here's the thing. Here's another reason to be a fan of Killmonger in a way. Mm. And as much as he was trying to tear that system down by within, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and Black Panther was such a culturally important movie for, for black culture. And within the movie itself, you've got this black culture that's being celebrated Yet, at the same time, it's a culture that supports this patriarchy yeah. that that also kind of ties their hands. And for, for, for the title of Black Panther to have to be handed down by blood is an idea that I think maybe they should play with and try to get away from that, right? Because... It, you know, there's only one person who could be the Black Panther at this point, and that is Suri. Because it has to be the bloodline. Ah, which, but, but, you know, remember. That's how Killmonger was able to become it because he was part of the bloodline, right? Well, well, no, he no, 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 Not, it, it, it wasn't that simple. Because, remember, from the movie, uh. I guess the challenge She can be beginning. challenged. So, it, even right. if she became black, even if she is becomes black. Is that to be black the Black Panther, Panther though? Is that to be king, or is that to also be like if you're king, are you automatically bl- the Black Panther? No, in the comics. Like if the big the gorilla comics, guy it's... had won, if the big gorilla guy had won at the beginning and become king, would he also have become Black Panther? Excuse me. Um, I think it's possible at that point in the movie that he 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 might have become both because um, the two roles had been combined at that point. But the two roles aren't necessarily uh, one and the same, um, because remember, in in that for in um, uh, Civil War, Civil War, uh, in Civil War, we see that uh, T'Chaka is still king, but T'Challa True. is already the Black Panther. True. Very true. Yeah, I can't. Im- I can't sense. imagine T'Chaka. I mean, I know T'Chaka had been, 
the Black Panther, but I can't imagine that uh, in, at the beginning of Civil War, he was still running around in, uh, in, in vibranium pajamas fighting people. Because <laughs> um, <clears throat> what's her name? The, it made most sense to me. Uh, uh, what's her name from Walking Dead? Oh, uh, 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 Dana Gira. Yes. She would make a badass Black Panther. Her character already is so much of the Black Panther. Yeah. She was so connected to Chadwick beyond, it seemed, anybody. Like, put it on her and let her ride with it. You know what I mean? Um, I wonder if they'll go that way because she's the head of the Dora Milaje. I wonder if, I wonder if, if, a member of the Dora Milaje would, in store, in the story, I wonder if a member of the Dora Milaje would even think of challenging for, uh, for, for the role of Black Panther. That but would what be, if it's not that a would be challenge. like, I mean, what, what if Suri turns it down or Suri gives it away because she doesn't feel it's right for her? Well, we've you seen know? in other comics that, uh, that it was always, uh, that it's always come as a challenge. So I don't know, I don't know uh, that it would be any different if uh, if the Black Panther died. I think that there would be a, a group of a group of contenders who declared they wanted the role, and that you'd probably right. get a fucking tournament. You know. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that'd be a cool movie—a tournament to become the next Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but back to Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> we 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 see that uh, that he is. I almost thought that we weren't going to get Linda Cardin, uh, Cardellini in this uh, in this show. I think it's kind of odd that I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of odd that she starts at home on the farm. Instead of on this family trip with them, uh, if they are sending, if if he's sending the kids back the next day, I wonder if there was any reason for her to not be with them. Uh, they said it on this New York trip. They said it. I can't remember what, but at well, one they, point they said it. What? They said it in the story. So I'm wondering if. Behind the scenes, there was a reason Linda Cardellini couldn't be on set. Oh, maybe right? It could have is been yeah? Is her is yeah. her filming is her filming separately uh, a matter of uh, not being able to be there uh, in person? And. I mean, it would be, if she can't be there, it's easy to send the kids to see her uh, on whatever makeshift house set they set up later. Like, I, I, I wonder if there was a logistical reason behind the scenes while, why Linda Cardellini couldn't be there. Because um, from, a, from a story standpoint, from a story standpoint, I don't think there's enough of a reason for her to have not been in New York with the with the rest of the family, who the fuck? Yeah, it does seem kind of weird. Yeah. Who the fuck sends their 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 husband in, in off on vacation with the kids without them? Like, I mean, it just it 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 seemed that for me, you had some little picayune things that bothered you. 
to me, that bothers me. She should have been there yeah, in and, that and first all episode of a sudden, and gone home like, with the kids. It's, it's okay for them to be so such a public presence now, too. Like, the Avengers themselves didn't know he had a family because they were so hidden until they showed up at their hidden farm. Yeah. But now he's taking them out to New York Broadway plays and stuff. Well, let's move on to uh, to our, our potential villains here. Uh, well, our villains and potential villains. Let's start with uh, let's start with Kate Bishop's mom, who I have a sneaking suspicion is going to turn out to be Madame Mask. Who is who is her father in the in the in the comic? Does he turn out to be anybody? Uh, her fa- in the comics, her father is uh, uh, he's mobbed up and uh, ends up getting killed. Uh, I think, bad no, does he get killed? No, wait a minute. I think his, I think his. Uh, well, I, I think that there, Madame Mask is uh, is an Iron Man villain, and um, she's the uh, she's the daughter of a character named Count Nefaria. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if he's up to. <laughs> I wonder if a guy named Nefaria is up to no good. <laughs> Understand um, named that one. Doctor Doom and <laughs> Count Nefaria and <laughs> and Boris Badnov. Um, I, I think that I think that her uh, her backstory is going to get adjusted. That's just a guess. Somebody put that out there, and I thought, oh, that you know, I do like that. I do like that indeed. Um, she's but, obviously evil. Yeah, she is going to be. I think she's. Uh, I think this story is the gateway for the kingpin a lot of people speculated on that and we've t- they've talked in the show already in the first two episodes about uh ronin decimating the east coast underworld and uh but i think uh i think there was something in there about uh you know except for one guy or something um but he he, he took out most of the East Coast Underworld, I think that in story, that is, that's going to be where the Kingpin rose, and I think we're going to get the Kingpin, at least in a post credit cameo <laughs> by the end of this series. Do you think it's going to be D'Onofrio? I do. I do think it's going to be D'Onofrio, and I will be very happy so do you think that they're what are they gonna do about this Netflix show thing? Are they gonna multiverse it? Are they gonna just kind of only ignore parts of it? What if they want to use those characters again? I want to use some of the actors, but not all the actors. I think I think multiversing it would be the best way to do it because then you can um, you can pick and choose what you uh, what you want. To have also happened in you know the main universe, and you can you can redo things to uh, to yeah. make them fit into your exi- this existing continuity. I think multiversing it is the best way to. Uh, I have a theory. Okay, um, <laughs> is this is this a theory about a dinosaur? No. Is your name Anne Elk? What are you talking about? Monty Python skit. I don't know that. I have that a theory. Skit. I have a theory about the Brontosaurus. 
It was. I'll have to familiarize myself. Thin at one end and thick in the middle, and then thin <laughs> at the other end. And that is my theory. I think. <laughs> Hold that... on. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna write down a marker for this, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna put some of the audio for that. That's You're gonna kidding. go old school weapon. Man. Or maybe, I used to spend maybe, hours maybe and I'll hours sp- editing in sound bites. No, nah, like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it at the end. The end of the show is gonna it's gonna end with the uh, with Anne. Uh, her name was Anne Elk. A N N E, not A N. Anyways, okay. What's your theory? My theory is that there. You know how there's so much hoopla going on with Far From Home, right? Yep. With uh, McGuire and Garfield and we, just all the yep, villains. We do like our hoopla. So much hoopla. Like, they're saying this is a more ambitious superhero movie than Endgame. Okay. And, and uh, you know, everybody's eyes are just peeled on. And I think that we may be being distracted by what Multiverse of Madness may give us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there how, how many multiverse breaking moments can they give us before shit has to happen, right? Yeah. So first we've got Wanda and Wanda shit fuck shit all up, right? Mm. And then we have the whole fucking Loki thing and the Lokis fuck shit all up. And now we're going to have the Spider-Man thing where shit's even more fucked up. And it seems to be when all that purple shit's bleeding into the sky and Doctor Strange is like, I can't stop it. That seems to be when all the, you know, everything's going to bleed in and other universes are going to kind of, you know, bleed into this one. Yeah. Which makes me think there could be some serious shit that goes down in Multiverse of Madness that we're just completely distracted from right now. Whether it be the X-Men or, you know, some other similar joining of something big. Yeah. We may be missing something, because how many times can this go on before one of these things that could be easily solved with the multiverse is actually solved with it? Because so far, it's going to be like three or four big multiverse events, and just, like, openings. No actual deliverance of much else. Like, Far From Home will be the first we get with all the villains that come in. Right, mm-hmm. so I feel like multiverse of madness has got to have something crazy that we're just ignoring because far from home is such a distraction. Because you know they can't ignore this shit forever, right? Like Fantastic Four is still pure, so that's something that could be built within our MCU that we know. Mm-hmm. But the X Men just can't at this point. They have to be multiversal because. How the hell else are you going to make Wolverine so old? Right? Mm. I just, I think there's no other way around it. The X-Men have to come from another universe. Because there's no way you can explain away the X-Men having not got involved with Thanos or anything. Like, look what the Eternals are taking. People are giving the Eternals enough shit because, you know, they give themselves shit because they didn't help out or whatever. There's no way you've got Professor X and his X-Men and they just ignore the whole thing. Even the attack on New York... There's no way the X-Men ignore that if they exist. Right. And the only way to explain that is the multiverse. So how many times does the multiverse have to crack open before something finally spills out? And granted, you know, Spider-Man villains are about to spill out like crazy, and maybe other Spider-Men, but I feel like 
we're gonna get the X Men before too long. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just because, like, you know, maybe it's it's hard to say for sure because there's a lot going on right now with so many shows and so many big arcs going on that are gonna eventually lead up into that big arc that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They've still got to introduce other shit because you know this multiverse. They've got to take advantage soon, right? How many times can you F with the entire population of a planet before the entire population of the planet goes insane? Right. First, you start by disappearing four billion people. Right, right. Then you bring them (laughs) back. Yeah. Now you're going to, you're going to rip open the fabric of time and space. (laughs) So in reality, (laughs) so that. People are coming here from other from other similar worlds, and what you're basically what you're basically proposing is if the X Men come here via some kind of uh, merging of realities or some kind of shuffling, say the th- how I'm interpreting what you're saying or how you would do that, right? Say the Earth is a deck of cards, okay? Yeah. And you've got, say you just just for the sake of simplicity and dexterity, you've got three decks of cards. They're all it's Earth one, two, and three, okay? And then you shuffle those three decks of cards together, and then separate them back into sets of 52. Right. So so there's probably a Logan walking around in the MCU universe right now, or there was at some point, and he doesn't have powers, he doesn't have claws, he's just a dude, and he smoked a lot of cigars and he died of lung cancer. Or, right. or he or he exists today and he just gets in a lot of bar fights because he's a he's a douchebag in the Yukon somewhere. Right. But now you're replacing him with a Logan who is uh filled to the brim with an indestructible metal. Right? One, so, one way to go about it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're if you're taking a big chunk, like, I mean, to get all the mutants here, you would basically be saying from that deck of cards, we're going to take all the diamonds and the entire suit and move them over to this other deck. But what if there's not moving? What if there's merging? What if you yeah. don't turn out with three separate decks? Okay. You know, what so, if it just turns into one, one big, big shoe, deck? one big, one big, sh- one big shoe at a, at a, at a blackjack table. Right. Understood. Because they're also talking about the Eternals, like they're saying the Eternals and they're messing with humans and early and this and yeah. that could be one way that mutants come in. But I just can't see getting around your number one mutant, your most popular mutant character, uh-huh. who has such an ingrained background and it's part of the DNA of his entire being that he's an old, unknown, mysterious yeah. character. Yeah. How do you get around that without him having already been? And if they already are, how the fuck do you explain where yeah. where the fuck they've been? You uh, just can't get around that. 
I I understand exactly what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying, which is why, which is one of the reasons I said, how many times can you fuck with the entire population of the planet right. before you drive them all insane? Because what you're either saying is, is we are, we're going to exchange a billion of these people with a billion corresponding people from another reality, or we're going to give, we're going to give this planet a billion extra people uh, in the blink of an eye. So you're yeah. gonna you you went from eight to four to eight to nine or ten, <laughs> and the new billion you're getting, a bunch of those people have wings and googly eyes, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Or what if it's just the mutants? Like for some reason, just the mutants come through from one particular universe, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's, you know, that's just how we get mutants, and their world was always that I way. Know. But I don't know. I just can't. I think we talked about this before. How you know we're still waiting on that one big giant fuck up that eventually will have to come in the MCU. They can't be perfect for the next fifty years. Yeah. And uh, it, maybe it's that. I'm yeah. really nervous that they fuck with Wolverine or the X-Men in a way that's just too far. You know what I mean? That just goes too far from them being what they are. Because I know they've built this empire and everybody knows the Avengers more now. But, you know, we can't forget that the X-Men were everything about Marvel mm-hmm. forever is mm-hmm. comic wise. Like they're it. Yeah. And, you know, when they finally come out, if they're fucked with too much, it's going to be, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm just really, <laughs> and how do you Disney-fy Wolverine, right? Like, that's the thing. Are we going to get, all I want is a heavier, scarier, like, more Wolverine version of Wolverine than the, than the Fox gave us. And there's no way Disney gives us a scarier Wolverine than Fox. I just want a shorter Wolverine. Yes, all that good stuff. I don't want a six foot tall. I want a six foot two Wolverine. I want a a five foot five Wolverine. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe you don't. See, what I hope they don't do is focus on him as a main character. Yeah, hey, think about it. We might not. To the side, right? I hope he's kept as this. We only see him enough that he's super fucking awesome when we do, right? We we might. When they introduce the X Men, we might not get Wolverine. Right? They might yeah. in, they might yeah. introduce us with like the original five. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that because he's too bankable. Like, how long yeah. do you want to hold out on that? Yeah, right? yeah. Because people are excited for a new one, and we've had enough time to get over the Hugh Jackman nonsense, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, back to Hawkeye because we keep drifting. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, we also have uh, Armand. As the swordsman who in the Fuck, comics, I hate him. He's so smarmy, eh? Yeah. I, when I realized who it was, when I realized it was dude from uh, Better Call Saul, I was so happy because they didn't even have to change his mustache. He's awesome. <laughs> and I, I just, I like. I mean, his character in Better Call Saul is just that fantastic to begin with. Uh, it, he, he really, he really does, like, I mean, I, I can't think of a better person for that role. Um, and in the comic, he is, uh, he is the man who trained, uh, Clint Barton with a bow and arrow. 
He he. So uh, we keep the character uh, of. Uh, excuse me. I said I said Armand Jack Duquesne Jack. Um, yeah. Our, he's Armand's nephew in this. Um, he was Jacques we, in the comic. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we see we see Armand three and I think seven, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um I'm a, I'm a little disappointed they didn't bend things enough to make uh Jack Duquesne Armand the sixth or Armand I, I thought it you know, I thought it would have been instead of making him the nephew, make him make him the son. Um but you know, not all that important. But um I I am eager to see where that character is going. Tony Dalton is a fantastic enough actor. And is he I think, old enough to to have been his teacher still? Uh, no, no. So they won't go that. They road won't probably. go that way. They won't go okay. that. They won't go that road at all. Um, I I doubt they'll have any connection to one another uh, at all. But um, oh yeah, here on on. Uh, uh, on Wikipedia again, Dalton revealed that his character's role in the comics as Barton's mentor would uh, would be quote completely not happening in the series, and that's a uh, quote from uh, let's see here uh, from ComicBook.com. So um, uh, I just I think that uh, the Duquesnes and um, Vera Farmiga's character is Eleanor Bishop. I think that whatever dirty underground bullshit is going on, I I do think that that is all going to lead us to Kingpin. Um, that would be cool because there's so much Daredevil talk, right? Like, yeah, but whatever, crazy. whatever uh, Eleanor's husband, whatever the financial difficulty that he was in uh, in 2012. I think that uh, she solves those problems with the underworld. She makes it. She uses his death. Maybe she killed him to get out of the problems. Uh, I think that because remember when the when the Chitari attack happens, we don't see Dad again. Oh, that's what I figured. Yeah. It's yeah. Good, sure. She might have yeah, gone. She might have. She might have pushed yeah. him out the side of the building. You, you know, never know. Take her chance. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that would be so cool if the re- if the reveal involves a flashback where she shoves him out the side of the building as he's looking at the invasion. Um, it's it that's going to lead to Kingpin. And uh, last but not least, in our major characters in 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 this show so far, I mean, we got a glimpse in episode two of Echo. Uh. I'm sure we'll talk about this series again later on, and we'll get more into Echo. But we've got to talk about the tracksuit Draculas, who in the show are called the tracksuit Mafia. But, bro, you have to love the tracksuit Mafia, bro. <laughs> I do so far. They're not the Mafia in the comics? They're called the Draculas? In the, it's, it, in, in the comics, it's the exact same look it's the exact same aesthetic it's the exact same characters it's just in the comics they're referred to a few times as the tracksuit tra- uh, the tracksuit draculas 
but on in the show, um, on on the show, they are the tracksuit mafia, which uh, gimmick infringement. That's uh, that's the tag name. That's the the tag team name that Jody Threat and I were planning to use for a while. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, you've got uh, uh, Kazi. Uh, who in the comics, I think Kazi uh, is um, uh, the clown. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the other guy. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done up like a he's done up like a mime or you know East European clown. And he's a wannabe uh, Joker. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and just moitering people. Uh, <laughs> but here, just a big. Uh, Bumbling, fumbling assortment of Eastern European thugs all wearing the same tracksuits and all constantly calling each other bro. Yeah, bro. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought Just it was the super best. entertaining. Yeah. Just the best. Uh, do you have any other predictions for the show, for the series? Not at all, man. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's happening. I'm just having a blast getting there. I just hope it's lots of them running around, kicking ass, and being smart. I love all smart fighting. You know what I mean? All yeah. the smart little shit. Like when she actually does ring the bell with the catching the rope instead of the bell. And, yeah. Uh, him breaking the glass and catching the Molotov cocktail and throwing it back out at them. Like that kind of shit's fucking great. So, yeah. you know, if they can keep all that up and the lighthearted. I just didn't expect it to be so lightheartedness. And I love the Christmassy aspect to it. So I don't have any idea where this is going to end. I'm just, I'm figuring it's obviously going to come to a head with her mother and the swordsman. It'll be a big fucking fight at the end about all that. But yeah. uh, other than that, I don't, I don't care. I'm just having fun on the ride. It's a great. It's exactly what it is. It's a fun ride, right? Yeah. I, uh, I absolutely agree. I don't know where it's going. Uh, there are some bits and pieces that I expect we're going to get to in some way. Like I, like I say, I think we're coming. I think we're closing in on the kingpin. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. But I, I don't, uh, I don't know how we're getting there, and that's fine by me. Uh, here's a thing that before we finish this, here's a thing that I did not know. Um, they did a bunch of reshoots here in Toronto. For what? Uh, uh, for Hawkeye. Some of the reshoots were... Um, um, here we go. Sense. Filming began in early 2020... Uh, early December 2020, excuse me, in New York City. Uh, let's see. The series was filmed under the working title Anchor Point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love... This is one of my favorite things now, is what are the working titles that... That, right. that they're fun. That they use to uh, try and throw yeah. people off. Uh, filming took place in downtown Brooklyn. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, set photos also indicate the series would occur during the Christmas season. Yeah, okay. Uh, additional filming took place at Trilith Studios and Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, on February twenty second, two thousand twenty one. Filming began in downtown Canton, Georgia for a week. So uh, we might end up at the farm. That's probably the farm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, continuing in the area between March 4th and 5th. Filming wrapped on April 21st. 
reshoots occur. Well, if they were filming at Tyler Perry Studios, that's in Atlanta, so right. it makes sense that they would do yes. that. They would do location uh, location there, shooting yeah. somewhere nearby, and uh, reshoots occurred in Toronto uh, from September seventh to 9th. So I'm guessing that was probably at uh, what's the studio here? It's is like it Pinewood or whatever the Pinewood. fucking whatever the yeah. fucking studio is here in Toronto? So three days? No, I feel like they use the city. Yeah, I don't feel like they'd use up studio lot time. Yeah, for three days. Yeah. I feel like maybe because uh, it's too New Yorky here. Maybe it could have been. You know, it could have been the musical for fuck's sakes, or you know, okay. it could have been like reshoots are usually like often could have been the filler musical. material, right? Like it, it absolutely could have been the musical. Yeah, which like is... maybe it was inside the Princess Alex or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Ah, good so, thinking. Good, you know, good catch. Really. Also, there's a lot of warehouses on that show. You know, it could have been for. You know, yeah, we gotta, we're so New Yorky in Toronto. So <laughs> I got a question for you before we go. Okay, I saw a poll earlier, a very simple poll that I've never even really thought about for some reason, and it's surprising that I haven't. But who's the better villain, Darth Vader or the Joker? Oh, oh, jeez. Now I know, right? Now here's I came up with I, I feel just hold villain? on. I feel just the same way you do, but I came up with actually oh, I don't like it. a pretty I don't, I don't like that question. Right? I came up with a pretty quick <laughs> response though. When I thought about it, I was like, okay, this is an impossible question, so I'm going to look at it as objectively as I possibly can. Okay. Who's the who's the better villain? I, 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 you know what? The, the only thing, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my answer down <laughs> as Darth Vader, a man who okay. helped terrorize a fucking galaxy. Okay, okay, That's a galaxy, a okay. galaxy. The so you're Joker, going on quantitative. The, the right? jo- the Joker, even at his best, is just some shithead. Who's got a grudge against a guy in a latex costume, and he's gonna poison the water supply? What if you'd given him <laughs> access to a galaxy, though? Right? No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's that. Uh, okay. okay. I, I don't Here's... think. I don't think the Joker is uh, has ever. No version of the Joker I have ever given a shit about has been that. Far thinking, right? I don't think there's thing. ever been right. a Joker who's a well. You know how? You know how I could rule the Earth? <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas even before, even even in uh, even before he became a, uh, a, a a cyborg encased in armor, Anakin Skywalker's plan was, you know. My girlfriend and I could rule the galaxy. Okay, you just hit the nail on the head. We could rule a thousand, thousand planets. Okay, here's why. Here's why I went with the Joker. Okay, because at least the Joker stayed a villain. Because eventually, eventually Darth gives up on it and he turns to love. Yeah, but the love of his. But hold on, hold on. That makes him an awful villain. But we haven't. We haven't come to. We haven't come to the end of the Joker story, right? Well, we have like six times if you want to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He doesn't. Uh, he's not trying to. He's not trying to help Michael Keaton 
when he falls off of that fucking trip right? steeple. Right. Uh, yeah. He, he stays the course, man. <laughs> Anyways, I just, yeah, but I he's just, on... hold on. I just want to, I just want to say this. Here's, <laughs> here's why, I, here's why I like Darth, one of the reasons I like Darth Vader better. Yeah. The Joker is chaotic evil. Yes. The Joker is pure, is, is just chaotic evil. It's yeah. what will cause the most mayhem. Yeah. But Darth Vader, at least at times, his plan for a long time in there, his plan is how can I, how can I subjugate every living being in the galaxy. At least he didn't want to kill every living being. He in doesn't the want to kill. He just wants them to do what he fucking said. <laughs> the Joker. Oh. The Joker doesn't yeah. have a through line. Sometimes he wants to kill people. Sometimes he wants to fuck up their faces. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he nice. just wants to use them as giant chess pieces. I, <laughs> Darth Vader. Darth Vader right all on. the way, baby. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good times, man. There you go. Jason Clark, that's goddamn podcast. Tell people where they can find you. You can go to An Elegant Weapon on either Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. You can go to www.anelegantweapon.ca very shortly. There's, as you heard, going to be a brand new episode up, episode 400. Yep. So if, you, if you've never heard my show and you want to jump on, and an absolutely <laughs> perfect time, maddeningly entertaining time. <laughs> yeah, come on, download the show, subscribe, and come for the come for the ride. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right. Thank you for joining me on the podcast once again, my friend. I think you are. I I uh, I think you're definitely the uh, the leader for most appearances on this show. Hey man, I'm I'm honored to be that way. <laughs> I, I love chatting with you whenever we can. So hopefully, no, it'll definitely be much much more. We'll have you popping on my show more often, and uh, you know we'll do this up because that's one thing I I stated on the thing you must have heard at the end there, the very end of the episode mm. was how getting off. So I've been off social media for a few months. Yeah, and getting off social media allowed me to get so much more joy and love out of all the things that I enjoy consuming because I could just enjoy what I enjoyed out of it and didn't have to hear everybody's opposing critical view for the whole next fucking day <laughs> yeah. online. And it really did make a difference. Like, you know, I didn't have to hear people's critiques about fucking anything. Mm -hmm. So I was able to absolutely enjoy something by just purely taking the positive points out of it that I took and, and had no other anybody's point of view on anything, and it felt fantastic. So my <laughs> advice that. is just to remember how how unimportant other people's opinions are on things. Yes. If you love if you love what you love, remember right. this is for this this episode of this show is for entertainment purposes only. Please, absolutely, please, you know, we, we no wager. <laughs> as much as we we love a lively debate about the things we love, we're talking about these things because we all have similar loves for them. So yeah. You know, we just got to keep it there and uh, yeah, try no, not to take look, shit at, so serious. Right? At the end of the day, we're talking about this shit hoping that uh, maybe we have uh, spurred you on to watch a thing you haven't watched. Or right. maybe it gives you uh, a new perspective on the thing that you have watched and enjoyed. Uh, I am not trying to take away, I am certainly not trying to take away anybody's enjoyment of anything. 
which is why I don't talk about Star Trek Voyager. Or, <laughs> or you know, or... I'm always up for a good Voyager, ugh, Fucking Voyager <laughs> suck. Or, or a, a more, a, a better, more recent example is, um, uh, what's, uh, Snowpiercer. I'm not doing an episode on Snowpiercer. I think I it's that. stupid. So, Have you watched, uh, are you watching Discovery? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching Discovery. Let's do, that. let's do another episode soon after the next Discovery. Oh, okay, sure. Because what are we on? We've only, it's only like two, two episodes, Two episodes right? so far. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, let's, sometime this week, let's, uh. Get together and talk some discovery because I'm yeah, all okay. about it. Yeah, works for me. Do it for my show or some shit. All right, brother. That's cool. it. That's podcast. Uh, it uh, guys, gals, non-binary pals, take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. Your uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye. Good evening. Tonight, dinosaurs. I have here sitting in the studio next to me an elk. <laughs> oh, I- I'm sorry, an elk, Mrs. An Elk. Miss. Miss an elk, who is an expert no, on no, the... Di- no, no, an elk. What? An elk, not an expert. No, no, I was saying that you, Miss Elk, were an A-N, not A-N-N-E expert. Oh. On elks. I'm, I'm sorry, on dinosaurs. Yes, I certainly uh, am, Chris. How very true my word, yes. Uh, now, Miss Elk, Anne, uh, you have a new theory about the brontosaurus. Uh, can I just say here, Chris, for one moment, that I have a new theory about the brontosaurus? Uh, exactly. What is it? Where? No, 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 no. What is your theory? Oh, what is my theory? Yes. Oh, what is my theory that it is? Yes. Well, you may well ask, what is my theory? I am asking. And well, you may. Yes, my word, you may well ask what it is, this theory of mine. Well, this theory that I have, that is to say, which is mine, is mine. I know it's yours. What is it? Where? Oh, what is my theory? Yes. Ah, my theory that I have follows the lines that I am about to relate. (laughs) The theory by a elk. That's a for Anne, it's not by a elk. Right. This theory, which belongs to me, is as follows. This is how it goes. <clears throat> the next thing that I'm about to say is my theory. <clears throat> Ready? Oh. The theory by A. L. Brackets, Miss Brackets. My theory is along the following lines. Oh, God. All brontosauruses are thin at one end, much, much thicker in the middle, and then thin again at the far end. That is the theory that I have, and which is mine, and what it is too. That's it, is it? Right, Chris. Well, Anne, this theory of yours seems to have hit the nail on the head. And it's mine. Thank you for coming along to the studio. My pleasure, Chris. Uh, Britain's newest wasp farm... It's been farm a lot of fun. Uh, ...opened Saying last what my week... theory is. Yes, thank you. And whose it is. Yes, opened last week... I have another theory. Uh, not today, thank you. My theory number two, which is the second theory that I have. <clears throat> this theory... Oh, shut up! ...is what I'm about to say... Oh, please, which, shut up! ...with what I have said are the two theories that are mine and which belong to Look, me. Look, if you don't shut up, I shall shoot you. <clears throat> My base of theories, which I possess the ownership of, which belongs to... (laughs) The Theory the Second, by Anne...